Welcome back, Giants fans, to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. We This week we are 100% British uh, and most definitely 100% Giants. After my week off, I'm bringing, back, bringing you the latest of all things blue. Uh, this week joined as usual by Shane and stepping in for Kev, who's working nights. Hi, Odie and Kev, you're right. Uh, we welcome back our regular guest, or who seems to be becoming a regular guest now, uh, Mr. Andy Robinson. Um, we're going to recap the weekend's action from MetLife and look ahead to our first Monday night football appearance of the season as we travel to Arrowhead Stadium's take on Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll round out the show with a mailbag as usual. Uh, so thanks to your questions that you sent in. Uh, Shane, Andy, how are you both? And welcome back, Andy, as I said before. Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Um, got to address the elephant in the room very quickly, though, because it's the one thing that's been on everyone's mind for the last week. Hey, was date night? We... <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really good, mate. It was really good. Um, it was just, uh, it, obviously, the last couple of weeks have been really hectic with being in London at weekends and work and this and that and everything else. So it was just, we just made some time for each other and went out and had a nice slap-up meal out. And You, you had know. to get in the good books, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'd not. I'd barely seen her for the last two weeks. So I thought I'd better make the effort and uh, take her out for dinner. Um, but yeah, it was a good night. Good night all around. Um, so yeah, thanks for asking. It's uh, it's good to be back though. It's good to be back and uh, back here as usual and uh, talking all things Giants and uh, especially after coming off the back of a win. Let's face it. Who bloody expected that? Who saw that coming? Andy, how you doing, mate? I'm good. I love that. I've been working. I've been in London. We're just going to act like you didn't post pictures from Old Trafford the other day. Oh, yeah. And I've been at Old Trafford. <laughs> Old Trafford as well. Yeah. I forgot about that. You're there for the 5-0? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> I actually don't even know that. Five, what? 5-0? Five, no, what are you talking about? I don't... I'll send last... you notes in the WhatsApp chat. Hey, last, last United game I remember seeing or hearing about is um, us beating uh, Atalanta 3-2, which I was at that game. Um, so yeah, that's the last United game I remember. Don't know what you're talking about. Mo Salah, Mo Salah. Yeah, <laughs> at Old Trafford for the Atalanta game. Um, it was a it was a great atmosphere, great game. And again, that's a, I say a great game. The first half was shocking. Second half much better. But we won't go into that because that's not what this podcast is about. And I'm sure the listeners don't want to hear me talk about Man United because I'm sure they hear about it enough in the news and in the media as it is anyway. Um, yeah, so that's why I sort of decided out to take the missus out for a, a night out because I've barely seen her for the last two weeks. Um, so yeah, we're we're all good. Had a nice meal, and um, now we're back to usual and back to talking giants. Um, we are going to recap the weekend just gone, uh, the Carolina Panthers game, and like I said before, who saw that win coming? Because I sure as hell didn't. Not especially after the uh, the Rams game the week before last. Um, first home win of the season as well. 25 to 3 against the Carolina Panthers who at one stage were 3 and 0 this year almost almost inches away from a shutout in that game if the uh if the Panthers kick um what's his name the Panthers kicker can't think of his name um but if his kick hadn't have gone off the upright somewhere different it might not have bounced in it might have just bounced out and it, we could have been looking at a 25 to zip absolute drubbing um but it improves our record to 2 and 5 and we move level in the division with Philly and with Washington. As usual, win, it feels good. How good did that win feel, lads? Um, yeah, it, it felt good. It was one of them where, like you say, you know, it was a case of we, we'd said last week on the on the episode, me and Kev, that we needed the defense to to step up, especially with some of the injuries. And for the first time this season, in my opinion, the defense actually stepped up. Um, Leo looked great. 
Sexy Dexy was good. Um, the DBs, Jackson had probably his best game as a joint since he since he signed in the summer. Um, and then obviously the rookie Aziz had a breakout game. Um, obviously, I mentioned previously in the season, my ball prediction for him was to lead the Giants in sacks and to get double digits. And he's well on course for that at the minute. I think it's six and a half now, is it? Through with six weeks, seven weeks? Half, something like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, it was good to see the defence ball out. Um, there's some, not, I'm not going to use the M word, but there's some learning points. That's what I'm going to refer to them as. Um, where we need to improve, which I'm sure we'll come to um, over the next sort of 20 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, you know, it was great to get a win. No one wants to see the Giants win more than what we do. And, you know, hopefully it can be the, the time to turn the, the block now for this season. However, with that being said, I do still think it should be a case of some things do still need to change, i.e. I wouldn't be saying let's keep Gettleman all of a sudden just because we've won a game. Um, and there's a couple of other people that, I still think need to prove yourself over the remainder of the season. Absolutely. Andy, how did it feel to get that win? Well, it's, it's been a while since we've won like that, hasn't it? It's sat there in the third quarter, quite comfortable, watching my fantasy team, one eye on the game. It's, it's been a while. Um, yeah. Don't keep Gettleman under any circumstance. We won a Super Bowl this year. Fire him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Record, mate. What's your problem with Dave Gettleman, huh? I didn't bring it up. He brought it up. Like, my God, I was told this was going to be an anti-Garrett uh, conversation. Oh, we'll get up to Gettleman. coming. But no, as you say, it was nice to see the defence finally show what it's worth. And maybe it is worth paying what we pay it. But uh, they've shown up a little late in this season. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've been saying all season long, um, this defence just... On paper, or before the start of the season, we were saying this defence on paper looks absolutely stellar. Um, but it just hasn't turned up. And for whatever reason or not, it hadn't turned up. But this week, it finally showed what it's capable of. Um, Patrick Graham, absolute amazing game plan. Um, just the the pressure we're getting on the quarterback. Uh, the pass rush finally turned up at last, thank the Lord. Um, DB's balled out. DB's played really well. Um, and I even thought the backers did well as well. Um, just that pass rush looks so good. How you know we held the Panthers to 173 yards total offense, 11 first downs, two out of 15 third down conversions. Um, just a just all out great performance by our defense. Yeah, there was little things um, that could have been a little bit better execution on some plays could have been a little bit better, but overall the defense balled out, and I think the defense won us that game for sure. Um, getting the great field position. I think we averaged our field position averages starting on the 47 yard line. So we were starting in midfield for the for the whole game on average. So, you know, it goes without saying we're, we're only sort of 15, 20 yards away from field goal range already. So that's setting up in a good position. Um, yeah, Sam Darnold obviously struggled. Um, we've got six sacks on him, uh, two and a half for Aziz. And he's he's. I mean, he was up for rookie of the uh, league rookie of the week this week. Um, I know players like Jamar Chase was up for it as well. He had a ridiculous game, over two hundred yards. Um, so I think he'll get beaten out for the rookie of the week award. But even still, it was a uh, it was a really just great showing from him. And I think <laughs> I think the fact that he's he's played so well so far this year maybe would maybe was a bit of a kick up the backside for the rest of the pass rush as well. Um, Dexter Lawrence got his first sack of the season as well, which is always good. Um, but yeah, safe to say we thought the defense we thought we had on paper definitely t definitely turned up this week. 
uh, and uh, had a huge part in winning us this game. Um, obviously, talking the other side of the ball about offense, we kind of already briefly touched about touched on Jason Garrett. Um, first thing, who th- who really knew and un- who really thought we'd had that, um, as I like to call it, the Gotham special in our playbook. Um, no, it's not the Philly special, it's the Gotham special, it's the New York special. Um, who thought we had that in our playbook? Was Daniel Jones channeling his inner David Tyree to make that catch? Um, I mean, it's a, it, was, it was like we sort of discussed before, it was a little bit of an overthrow from Dante Pettis, but, you know, it was uh, it was a great catch, one-handed. Receivers ain't got any excuse now. If a quarterback can do it without gloves on, why can't they? Yeah, it was good to see us getting a little bit creative, um, but... You know, I, I feel I still think we, we for me, I still want a new offensive coordinator as it stands. Um, the red zone's shocking. Um, I can't remember exactly what part of the game it was, but it was after the um Carl Rudolph touchdown got ruled out, he was out of bounds, and then the plays straight after that were just shocking, you know, from it from was it like the, the one or the two yard line, and we just couldn't get it in. Um, yeah. so you know, the red zone offense for me still. There's loads and loads of question marks surrounding it. Yeah, we're last in the league in red zone offense. Says it all. Um, I think it's forty-five percent touchdown conversion rate in the red zone. It's just not acceptable at all. There's no. There's. I don't know why. I don't know why we don't. We can't seem to put. You know, just pound the ball in in the red zone. You know, twenty yards out. What? What? How, what, how is it so hard to get in the end zone? No that's one aspect of Jason Garrett's play calling is in his offense that I don't understand is his is shocking red zone offense. What do you make of that, Andy? Uh, Jason Garrett has to be the only person who watched the Seahawks lose the Super Bowl to the Patriots with that pass on the one yard and thought that looks like some of that could work. Like if you've got the ball on the one, you've run the rock four times. If you don't make it, you don't make it. But you run the rock. Malcolm Butler. You do not drop back and he's I don't know who he threw it to in the end, but he was never going to make it. He dropped back, almost got sacked, and you were creating your own issues. Like, I don't know. I think you have to be fair to the offense. Uh, They were missing a lot. Yeah, the off obviously offensive line is a bit bit more weakened, and obviously the offense missing weapons itself. You know, look at the amount of receivers are missing, missing Saquon Barkley. So, you know, you don't have our number one running back in there, but you've still got players like. Uh, Devontae Booker, you've still got players like Elijah Penny, you've still got players like our mate Gary who didn't get a bloody touch of the ball this week. Where's our mate Gary gone? He's getting he's all... cut in the morning. He's, he's, he's getting loads of plays on special. I think he had 67% of his snaps on special teams. Um, but I, to I hide him well. Well, I do wonder, he's, he's bright well, potentially being primed as Barkley's back up next season. Maybe. Possibly. Because it's He's a late round pick. He's a rookie pick. If you look at what New England have historically done with their running backs, you know, they drafted um, Ramondre Stevenson this year. I think he was the third or the fourth round. He fumbled. He then didn't dress for two or three weeks. Yeah, true. Um, and then also, you know, when they drafted Sonny Michelle in the first round, if you look at Bill Belichick has used running backs in the past, he doesn't throw them straight in there. So I'm wondering if maybe Joe Judge is doing a little bit of that with Gary Brightwell. And we might see more of him sort of the back end of the season, maybe, and then probably for next season to take that RB2 role. Yeah, that's a fair point. So it's, it's definitely got the potential for that, I think. Um, it was nice to see uh, to see David Sills actually be activated this week and make and make the squads. 
um, especially after his strong preseason. I think he was targeted once and, and didn't make a catch, but it was nice to see him on the field. And then he uh, then goes and gets waved and then re-signs to the practice squad again. So, you know, kind of swings and roundabouts, but he he's obviously um, still on the squad, still in the practice squad. So hopefully we'll see him again at some point later in the season. Although so, when uh, he has one target and there's a certain tight end that gets targeted several times, makes loads of drops and doesn't get cut. But that's a different conversation. Getting yeah. traded this week. Fingers crossed. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's a spoiler alert. We don't know. We'll find out. Um, By the time you upload this, he'll have been traded. So this will be uploaded hopefully tomorrow morning. So you never know. It could be an overnight job. Um, yeah, and um, Graham Gano as well. Um, I thought I had a obviously he had an absolute brilliant game because he kicked three field goals from over forty yards and was only the second giant kicker ever to do that. It's happened on four occasions. He's done it three times. Uh, so it just goes to show that we've got ourselves a really consistent, strong. Um, kicker and I'm, I'm glad he's on the team I think he's um, you can pretty much I mean I know he's missed a couple recently um, but he had that streak of was it 36 in a row or something stupid like that um, just consistency is what you need in the kicking game and uh, he's he's got consistency written all over him um, and talking about you, you said Andy at the beginning um, you've not seen a win like that for a while got to go back to 2018 for the last time we won a game by that margin so it's three years ago, the last time we won a game by a margin of 20 points or more, and that was against Washington in 2018. I think we beat them 40 to 16, 40 to 17, something like that. So yeah, so to get a win like that. That's interesting. They put on the screen the other day that it was the first time we'd won by 22 points since 2012, I think it, it was, said, they said. 2012 on the screen, so I thought, no, it can't have been, and I did fact Yeah, you're it. right. We absolutely battered Washington. Yeah, 2018. 40 to 17, I want to say. 40 to 16, something like that. A, damn, you should be working for Fox, mate. Yeah, mate, there you go. Um, but no, I, I did. I saw that I saw that graphic when I watched the game back and thought, no, that can't be true. It can't be nine years since we won a game by more than 20 points. And so I had and so I had a look back on Giants.com and obviously they'd had um, a, a load of stats from the game. And it was on there. It said, it said 2018. So I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 40 to 16. There you go. See, you've got the score right. Look at that. Um, but yeah, so often um, the defensive side of things really. Um, Graham Gano, special teams uh, done really well. Um, we had a, obviously good start and field position, like I said. Um, it just comes down to the offense. Like we said, red zone offense is is shocking. We've still not scored a single point in the final two minutes of the first half at all, all season. Um, so after the two-minute warning in the first half, we're pretty much guaranteed to not score any points. Fantastic. Um, still not great on third downs. Uh, midway through the third quarter, we were one for eight on third down conversions. Um, got a bit better throughout the rest of the, you know, through the rest of the third and into the fourth quarter. I think we finished on seven of 16. So still not, still not amazing. Um, obviously, the run game's still an issue. Um, not getting the push up front. Devontae Booker, 51 yards on 14 carries. Eli Penny, 24 yards on 9 carries. Um, so not a huge amount of yardage coming from the backs. Um, and also frustrating penalties on offense. Like we said like we said before, where was Matt Pert going? Just thought he'd have a wander downfield. You don't, why are you doing that? You, you, you don't need to be doing that, Matt Pert. Um, yeah, just, just 
Jason Garrett sort this offense out. And if it's not Jason Garrett that does it, then get out Jason Garrett. Let us get someone in that can sort this offense out because something's not right. And I just, I'm, I mean, I listened to the episode you and uh, you and Kev recorded last week, and you made very valid points. Jason Garrett, he's obviously he's a he's a John Mara guy. He's a he's a Giants guy. He's been there in the t- in the team before, um, and like you said, he was sort of maybe brought in as a a bit of a comfort blanket for Joe Judge. Well, Joe Judge doesn't need that comfort blanket anymore. I think the you know plasters rip that plaster off get rid of him and get someone in that actually knows what they're doing and can be, bring some excitement excitement and some creativity to the the offensive playbook yeah and that ladies and gentlemen proves that you can win 25 to 3 but the giants fans are never happy <laughs> wow no, like obviously there there was there was some positives on the offense which we've discussed but i just think there's more that needs to be worked on than, than than anything else. And I just don't know if Jason Garrett's the right man to carry us forward. He's not, I can tell you that. Exactly that. And you're and you're not the only one that thinks that. You know, I'm fully in that camp as well. I fully believe Jason Garrett should go and we should bring someone else in. Should bring a Joe Judge guy and like we've got Patrick Graham. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll go the opposite way with that. Mm. I think he's getting better as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, you was, only have to look at what's happening with DJ. He was rubbish as a head coach at Dallas. He's rubbish as an offensive coordinator at the Giants. Get him out. He didn't call the plays at Dallas. And when yeah. he did call the plays at Dallas, they were a top 10 offense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I but, feel we're jumping over each other. Yeah, had decent OCs doing that for him. I hope that he does, though, improve this year. Because if he improves, then he can go and get a head coach job. And then he's gone anyway. Exactly. There you go. There is that, but like, if you just take it down to the basics, like, would you say that Daniel Jones has improved as a quarterback this season? Mm. You don't want to admit it because you, it goes against your point. But <laughs> come on, come has, on. Has he improved as a quarterback? Has Daniel Jones improved as a quarterback? For me, he's improved in the things that only he could improve on: ball security. He, him not fumbling is nothing to do with Jason Garrett. No, I, I, I don't know. I personally, feel I don't. I don't think he's necessarily at a higher level than he was before. He's I think, not as his rookie season under Shermer. Yeah, I think he's 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 gradually getting better, and it's almost like that sort of light light bulb is eventually coming on. Um, but I wouldn't say he's made that huge step up that we we wanted to see yet. And you know, don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of time left this season. We're only coming into week eight now, so there's still what nine games to go. I, I don't see Jason Garrett as this this magic quarterback whisperer that can all of a sudden make you. Better. I'm not suggesting he is a quarterback whisperer. I'm just saying he's not doing the job that everyone thinks he is. Like I, a couple of weeks ago when we played Dallas, I went into the UK Cowboys uh, podcast afterwards and was talking to their lads. Not on it like this, but just in the chat. They do theirs live. But um, I asked them quite clearly like whether they thought that having Jason Garrett call against them was a good thing or not. And they didn't seem to think so. They thought he had been calling good plays. He thought he'd done some good stuff, especially first half. And to be honest, the more I looked at it, the more I've looked at players and how players are developing under him. 
I don't see it as this big failure that everyone else is seeing. He's just far too conservative with play calling. He's a dinosaur, don't get me wrong. And some of the play calls are weird. But then you go pull something like you did with the DJ catch, which you've all said, like, oh, I don't know where that came from. I can tell you where that came from. His playbook. I mean, nobody expected that to be in his playbook, though. That's the thing. So that's why exactly. it's um, it just boring. It would have worked if you were expecting it. But yet again, uh, yet again, I think there was um, we were, I think fourth and fourth and short. I think we we're sort of somewhere near midfield, and we opt to punt the ball. And he's like, "Why? Just go for it." That's not on Jason Garrett. You've got you've got a guy, you've got a quarterback no, no. who can who can run. He can run seventy five yards and trip over his own feet, but at the same time, he can he can run he can run run the ball a yard to make a first down. Come on, just. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But that is Joe Judge. That's Joe Judge's job. He decides if you go for it on fourth down. I know, like, but even still, you you know, you should be looking to your OC to go, yeah, I've got to play for it. Let's go for it. Not, well, yeah, let's punt the ball away when we could potentially score some points. Yeah, but what's probably happening is he's giving Joel, Joel, I've got to play for this. And Joel's giving, nah, ain't letting you do this. Uh, trust you. <laughs> But it does all he, comes back to the Belichick. Does it's he have how Belichick does it? Does he have the play for it though? That's the thing. I know it's it's frustrating, but yeah, I I I don't see Jason Garrett having a future <laughs> at MetLife. Maybe with the other team at MetLife, you know, who knows? Because let's face it, they all, they they suck and they continue to suck, and they're probably going to sack all their coaching staff in this year and bring in brand new coaches. So you never know. Jason Garrett might be the next head coach in the New York Jets. Wouldn't that be funny? The thing is, though, I'm hoping, because obviously we've said, oh, where's this trick play come from? I'm hoping that, like, Garrett's called that trick play and then sort of on Monday or whenever they have this meeting, they've gone, look, this this does work. Do it more often and it'll encourage him now to maybe get a little bit more... It's a bit of a teaser into what he's actually got in his playbook. Yeah, and modernising, bringing it up to date with the modern NFL where, you know, you, you're running a lot of gadget plays. That, that's what a lot of teams are doing nowadays. And that's one yeah. of the reasons why I personally think if Garrett was to be replaced, I wouldn't mind a younger OC coming in, maybe who's been proven in the college game of some sort and wants to take that step up into the NFL. Yeah. Kelly. Say again. No? <laughs> Chip Kelly. <laughs> Jumping with Philly. He was going to modernise the game. Where is he now? Um, Probably... I tried to think. Is it, on a, on I think a beat. He's a college team here, somewhere. Is he really? Going the urban, maybe, he's, maybe he's gone the urban my route and going to strip clubs and lap dancing bars. I don't know. Let's not start rumours. Yeah. He's no, the head coach not. of UCLA. He's what? The head coach of UCLA. Oh, okay. And how are UCLA doing this year? Um, UCLA or... The third in the Pac-12. Yeah. So he makes three and a half million dollars a year. That is criminal. That's what you get. For, that's what we make. College coaches make an absolute ton, especially for big colleges. The, the what do the players three. make? They're five and two. Five and three. Five and three. Yeah, so he's not doing too bad. I think he, he was definitely always more suited for the college game, though. Potentially a bit like Urban Meyer, who's struggling at Jacksonville. You know, yeah. granted, great at college, but struggling at the mini. But anyway, yeah. 
it's it's the same thought, but it's so different. You know, um, but you know, have we seen the last of Jabil Peppers in a blue uniform? It should be, in my opinion. I'm not in favour of giving a guy who's been in the league five years now and he completed a full season once. It's the second time in three years he's missed time with the Giants because of injuring himself on kick returns. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, moved to IR this week um, with double injury. Was it a high ankle sprain and an ACL tear? Um, I mean, I'm gutted for the guy because obviously he's a, he's a team captain. So that's three of our team captains now done for the season with injury. Brilliant. Um another key player but is you know the way we're the, the luck we're having with injuries is is injuries alone gonna gonna ruin the season for us because it's, no, yeah. it's not not for me like i mentioned last week the defense is what's been costing us they've just had their second player in injury on offense yeah i could maybe argue it yeah. but it's not the offense it's costing us you know, in the previous weeks, it's the defense giving up points continuously. Um, so they did okay, they did their job this week, but they need to kick on next week now. You can't just be a case of okay, look, we've proved everyone wrong, we're just going to chill now till the bye week. We might turn up after the bye, yeah, definitely, man. Um, defense needs to show up against Kansas City. Um, what do you make of all the injuries we're having, Andy? What's going on? Uh, I'd like to check the history of the MetLife area, to be honest, because it appears to be built on an Indian burial ground. This has been going on for years, and it's not just us cursed either. The Jets are having the exact same issues, injuries, bad seasons after another. So much wrong in that area. Well, the it cost a billion a joke. Was it Sam Fran last year? They played the Jets and lost a player for the season at MetLife, and then they played the Giants at MetLife as well, and also lost another player. And then Shanahan come out criticising the turf at MetLife. I think they lost three against the Jets, didn't they? And then they demanded that the NFL look into the turf ahead of us playing them yeah. the following Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, played us two weeks in a row, didn't they? Played the Jets for one week and then the Giants the next week because they stayed on the East Coast. Um, and he, he got really peeved about the turf in the first game. So the demand, yeah, he demanded we let the NFL looked into it. Maybe it is, maybe it is the turf at, at MetLife then. Trash, I mean, trash and sticky, Carl Shanahan referred to it as. You should know, Andy. You've been on the turf there. What's the turf like? I was going to say it was pretty heavenly to me. I, I quite happily lay in the end zone in 2018 after the Bucks game. Did, did you take it? Uh, I actually have. You know the little black pellets, the smoke? Yeah. I have two bags of it from both times I've been on the uh, field and it's literally on the wall at the side of me. Oh, little humble brag there. Look at that, eh? <laughs> It's kind of daft to be sat there just like squirreling it into your pocket. But hey, man, I'm from the UK. I don't get to it often. Being an admin in the UK Giants group, hey, oh, get to go on the field. And... May I, I don't deserve the things that happen to me, but I'm so glad they do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's may, maybe, maybe there is a, some some form of curse on the stadium, or maybe it is down to the the turf, or maybe we're we're over coaching and over training our players. Yeah, maybe they're going too hard in training and, and then it, these little things that these little niggles they get in training they're then being exacerbated and getting worse in a game so, but back to the question though about Peppers is he done Joe Judge said he wants him back um, personally I think you have to take sentiment out of it and Shane makes an incredibly smart point if you've not had 
if he's been here what four seasons or something now I don't know no, it's not that long he came over with the Odell this is his yeah. third season third, yeah. third season you've had one full season out of the guy then you can't pay someone that's not on the field for you it's the same problem we've got with Saquon so uh, he seems a really nice guy and he apparently is a really good leader and all the rest of it but even if you now look back at the Odell trade, I think you'd have to be in a situation. I watched a video earlier on YouTube where the guy, the guy said that literally neither team won that trade. And I think he's right. Yeah. yeah. At this point, they've got a wide receiver they can't use. And we've got a defensive tackle. And as much as I like Dex, he's not worth a straight swap for Odell pretty much. Yeah. I think, would you, at the end of this year, if, if, if Joe Judge turns around and says he wants to bring him back, would you would you like to see him back on a one year low 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 fee deal, prove it deal, to say stay fit for the year and you might get a contract at the end of this year? For me, no, because if he does play well, then he's going to want big bucks the following year. So if if he's coming back, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll bring you back four years, but it needs to be you need you need to be realistic with what you want. You know, yeah. you, you need to, you need to look at your injury history, how you play. Because let's face it, he doesn't play like a top five, top ten safety. He plays hard. That doesn't mean that you deserve the, the top end money. Um, yeah. So for me, it's either a walk away, see you later, or sign this two or three year deal at a realistic price, worth what your play and your health represents. Yeah, I I I think he's played this last game for us. To be fair. But that's my opinion. What you know, it's sad, but he's he's been obviously he's a, he's voted as a team captain this year and last year. I want to say, maybe. no one's going to be one a captain be a captain next year with all these injuries. Again, injury curse on the captains, right? Who's going to be the next one to go down? I mean, obviously <laughs> Joe, D, DJ got concussed. Blake Martinez has gone. Nick Gates' leg is in multiple pieces, and now. Uh, Jibril Peppers has got two injuries for one. Buy one, get one free. And Saquon's so, also injured. Yeah. And Saquon's also injured. There you go. So five out of seven captains have been injured this year. Who's the other two? Gnome. Yeah. And. <laughs> Logan Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Back to your point, though, though, about uh, what do we do if Joe Judge comes out and says, I want him back and all this? I Honestly, I'd say Joe Judge needs to be careful. Um, assuming that Gettleman is going to get fired at the end of this year because he's bad at his job. If we bring a new GM in and they're willing to sit with Judge as the head coach still, despite the fact we're going to have had two bad seasons in a row under him. And I'm all for that, by the way. You want to be careful attaching yourself to a player in decisions like that because at the end of the day, it could cost you your job 12 months down the line. Yeah, true, man. I think, yeah, I, I would... Love to see. I mean, allowed. I would love to see the back of David Gettleman now, as much as much as he impressed during the off season, during the draft, and doing his wheeler dealer. I think his wheeler de- wheeling dealing hasn't worked out really, has it? So see that Dave, bring someone in, bring a bring a young GM in that can uh, that can do the job. He lost me the day he cut Bradwing. To hell with Dave Gettleman. That's a that's a that's a sore point for you there, and isn't it? Yep. Why did you love Brad Wing so much? Brad Wing was very good at what Brad Wing did. And he was literally cut from this team to punish Odell Beckham, which is ridiculous. 
I don't get me wrong, this is going to turn into a really passionate speech here, but <laughs> he was literally cut from the team because at the same time there was the video of Odell Beckham in a hotel room with a couple of girls or something going around. And the rumour was that Brad Wing was behind the camera, which may or may not be true. But um, yeah, they cut him to try and get Odell under control. And it obviously went the opposite way with Odell too. But Brad Wing was a decent punter. And you're going to have a few shanked ones when you're on the field 15 times a game punting the damn ball away because you've gone free and out. Yeah. I mean, who was who, he beat out the punter we had before, didn't he, in, during training camp? Uh, would that have been Steve Weatherford? Yes. Can't have been. Was yes. it Weatherford? Yes, it was Steve Weatherford. Oh, God. I love I love me punters, I do. Mate. Just, put, just put a flip on it for you, Andy. He, is Brad Wing still in the league? No, he's not. It's in Australia, as far as I know. Because, yeah, he was an Oz, wasn't he, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's wrong with uh, with Riley Dixon, then? Why don't you like Riley Dixon so much? Uh, Riley Dixon's naff. If he don't get cut at the end of the year, he should be cut in the season, to be honest. I think once you've been scorned, I, you don't go back there. Like I, I, I like a pretty punter as much as the next person, but obviously I really loved Brad Wing, and... Steve Weatherford, I actually think, was MVP of Super Bowl 46. Absolutely robbed by Eli. Eli should have gave him the car. But yeah. um, Unsung hero, absolutely. Honestly, if you go back and watch that game and just realise where Tom Brady started every damn yeah. position, every, he was every, pinned the entire game. Literally, I mean, the, I've lost count of the amount of times I've watched that game and I've lost count of the amount of times I've been impressed by Steve Weatherford's performance in that game. Weatherford was absolutely fantastic and the rightful MVP. And unfortunately, the NFL is very much, oh my God, look what QB did. Like Eli made some great throws down the stretch. Uh, the one to Manningham obviously gets sung about. There was one, two before that. I can't remember who threw it to, but again, beautiful pass. Okay, but next. you're not even in that game of Weatherford shanks them all out of bounds. No, exactly. Anyway, moving back to this year and not not the past, because let's face it, the I past. I don't have to enjoy myself. I know, sorry, mate. It's it's nice to reminisce, isn't it, on good times? Mm. Not that you not that you know anything about good times, Shane. Eh? Yeah, I do. Beating the Panthers twenty. <laughs> yeah. There we go, mate. Imagine that. Imagine that feeling we had on Sunday, but multiplied that by like a thousand when you actually win a Super Bowl. It's, yeah, mate. Man, I cried like a baby. I I I I didn't have a voice for about a week, but there we go. Um, moving on. Um, obviously, we've got to wait, yeah, we've got to wait till the early hours of Tuesday morning um, before we're back in action um, when we travel to Kansas City to face off against the surprisingly bottom of the AFC West Kansas City Chiefs. Um, our all time they're sitting at three and four at the moment as well, which is even more of a surprise. They've lost four games. In a season already, and we're only eight. We're only in eight weeks. Um, our all-time record with Kansas City stands at eleven and three in our favour. We've only ever lost three games to them in the whole history of the league. <laughs> um, with the last meeting being four years ago in twenty seventeen, as uh, Ben McAdoo led the Giants to a twelve nine win against Kansas City at MetLife Stadium um, because of people too. Yeah, this. This will be our first meeting, first ever meeting with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and what has been for the last few years an absolute bulldozer, an absolute juggernaut of an offence. Um, but at the moment, they seem to be struggling a bit, especially with turnovers. Um, he's leading the league currently with nine interceptions, uh, which is very uncharacteristic for him. 
Um, is that a sign of weakness coming into this game that we could potentially exploit? Or do you think it's just a little blip in his usually exceptional performances? Um, I just think it's a blip, to be honest with you. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, is Mahomes fit? Is he? Yeah. He's declared fit. Yeah, so I think even if he was half fit, he'd probably still be the, the, the key danger man. Um, I know that this week apparently he's had a word with the the rest of the team as well. So you wonder if that's maybe lit something under underneath them. Um, I don't, whatever he said to them, but I think it's just good. it's a blip that the Chiefs are going through at the minute, and I still think they'll be in contention to make the playoffs once the season's done. Oh yeah, like I don't, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I I just think like. Kansas City, the last few years, they've been, like I said, they've been this absolute juggernaut that just sort of blows over, like blows past everyone. Um, you look at the games they've won this year. They beat they beat Cleveland week one by four points. They beat Philly in week four, which isn't hard. Let's face it. And they beat Washington in week six, which isn't hard. Let's face it. You know they've we not. We didn't do be- it. They've not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly that. If we. We could we we could have quite easily beaten Washington, but we sorry didn't. you could edit that out. Sorry, no no no, that's absolutely fine. Obviously we can't we couldn't beat them because we're not as good a team as Kansas City. Um, but the fact they've only you know they're the only teams they've beaten this year. I mean, they've lost to Buffalo, they've lost to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, they've lost to the Ravens in that ridiculous shootout of a game. Uh, and they lost last week in an uh, absolute blowout loss to the Titans, uh, where Derek Henry was to you know put another chip, you know, another stake in his claim for MVP this year. Which I, I think he 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 has more yards after contact than the second leading rusher in the league. The thing is, though, them teams you've just mentioned that they've lost to. In all fairness, an argument can probably be made for all of them. As to why that could potentially be in the Super Bowl this year, yeah. In, in, all, in all fairness, you know the, the AFC looks ridiculous at the minute. I mean, absolutely. The, the, the teams I've lost to, there's no shame in losing to them teams. No. Um, it's not like they've I mean, lost to Washington see, and Philly and the Jags. Obviously, the Buffalo game was the repeat of the AFC title game from last year, uh, which Buffalo absolutely blew them away. Um, I've just, I've just been. Surprised by Kate, by Kansas City this year, I think it's almost like everyone's sort of warmed up to them and realised what they're doing now, and they actually like scheming and making game plans that actually work rather than before. That, that'll be everybody but the Giants come next week, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because why not, right? But no, I, I just, um, you know, the fact that they're obviously in AFC West. I think Raiders are currently leading that at five and two. I think Chargers one game behind at four and two because they've already had the bye, and then I think they're level with Denver at three and four. Um, so obviously, the, yeah, the AFC is a strong division. It's looking really strong, but I'm surprised. I'm you know I'm genuinely surprised Kansas City aren't six and one or seven and zero oh, like they have been consistently since you know for the last three years. Um, with that said, like I said, is this just a blip or is this the sort of start of a major downfall in Kansas City? What do you reckon, Andy? Uh, I've got slightly more insight by the sounds of it. Uh, my ex-wife's a Chiefs fan. Well, I say Chiefs fan. She's an absolute nutcase. Um, 
Yeah. She loves the Chiefs. Absolutely loves them. Uh, absolute mad woman. But um, there's a couple of things going on. To you. Miss that totally. <laughs> what was That's that? Be to you. Well, your mic's breaking up. That's a shame, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> but no, um, well, joking aside, but um, I think, to be honest, they got cocky. Some of the people they let go, the O-line's not in great shape. They've got a few injuries on that. Uh, they got rid of a lot of their wide receiver twos, threes. I think Hardman's still there, but people like Sammy Watkins, they let walk, which I think is probably a mistake. They're now scrambling. Uh, on top of that, Patrick Mahomes became a father in the summer. So I'm guessing he's getting a few sleepless nights. Or well, that's what she says anyway. Um, and uh, I'll take her word for it. No, in general, I think they got a bit cocky with the fact I remember the Chiefs fans in the preseason saying like oh we could go 16 and 0 and it doesn't look that way now but as Shane says the teams they've lost to three of them are very good teams and will be in the playoff picture one of them should be if they can sort themselves out and beating the Cleveland Browns is not to be slept on this season right. it gives me hope that that's what we could be down the line to be honest I want to be the Cleveland Browns this is how bad things have got at MetLife but you can shake your head all you want. They're, they're a good team. And they played really well week one. They were very unlucky to lose to the Chiefs. They did, to be fair. I'll give them that. Yeah, who we kind of skipped through. Who would have ever thought, who would have ever re- thought, thought of actually saying, I want, I wish to be the Cleveland Browns? Because for years and years, <laughs> they were the absolute laughing stock of this league. I mean, now it's the New York Jets, which is just as good, or if not better, but... I yeah. don't think we're much off it. Uh, mate, don't even go there. We're mu- we're far and above the Jets. Let's face it. The thing is, though, everyone feels pity for the Jets. Like, I don't feel like people feel pity for us. It's just like we are. Shit. I think, I think, I think the Giants are they're one of those teams that people seem to love to hate. In fact, we were quite dominant through the eight years, weren't we? So when a lot of the fans were getting into it, we were probably the Patriots at the time. If every, if people love to hate that Tom Brady and the Patriots even more because of Deflate Gate. Yet we beat them twice in the Super Bowl, and we still get a stick for it. Did you just incidentally on that as well? Did you see um, uh, Eli and Peyton Manning's Manning cast on uh, Monday Night Football? Yeah. Did you see that about Tom Brady saying he preferred playing against Peyton? And uh, Eli said, well, I definitely enjoyed those games against you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Eli! Mate, if you, ha- if you haven't checked out Manning Cast on Monday Night Football, it's absolute genius. Absolute genius. You check it out. It's Especially an alternative. It's like it was on Monday night and the football's just boring and really crap and you're struggling to watch it. Yeah, man. They get, so they get some killer guests on there as well. They've had, uh, they've had Brady. Oh, the Rob- 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 last week. Sorry? Was LeBron on last week or the week before? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago maybe. Yeah, they get some ridiculous guests on there. Um, but it's hilarious if you haven't watched it, Andy. Give it a watch. But yeah, we'll do. You were saying about Kansas City. Yeah, I just think they got a little cocky in Kansas. I think they've paid Mahomes. They think he's going to carry them to everything and they're not protecting him. Which you saw what happened to Eli Manning. What happens when you don't protect your quarterback? And I'd be having a word too if I was him because that O line's going to get him killed. He's just took a concussion uh, Sunday. Yeah, he's probably not going to be a hundred percent on Monday. I'm glad he's playing. There's no pride in beating Kansas City if they've not got Mahomes. 
No, exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah, we get that. He gets that sort of extra day to sort of get himself, get his head straight and screwed on, and his brain unscrambled a bit. But um, yeah, it's gonna. It'll be interesting if he if he isn't at a hundred percent. Then you know, hopefully, we can sort of um, capitalize on it and exploit some mistakes he makes, and uh, our defense come up big again. I think this comes down to a battle of defense. To be perfectly honest with you, I think. Kansas City's defense has been pretty weak this year. I think they're ranked 28th in the league. Um, yep. Our defense ranked much better. However, off the back of the game we saw at the weekend, I think if we can continue that into this weekend, I think our defense can win us this game again. If this becomes a defensive battle, the Chiefs lose. Yeah, absolutely. Because their defense is shocking. They've given up. They give it. I think 404 yards on average in each game over the seven games. I mean, you, you you don't win championships giving up 400 yards a game, unless no. you unless unless you like Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you have got Tom Brady behind the centre, <laughs> you know. Um, and what what you're looking for sickening points? Uh, you said about the fact this is the first time we've had to face Mahomes. Yeah. If we'd listened to McAdoo, this would be the first time Kansas City were seeing him. Mm. <laughs> mm. But if you know, if that had have happened. Would Patrick Mahomes be the same player he is now? You'd no. hope so, and Ben McAdoo could be heading to the Hall of Fame, and you know we everything probably, else that could come with it. We probably would have done a Sam Darnold to him, like the like the Jets did to Sam Darnold, and absolutely ruined him as a player. Just getting back to Sam Darnold, though, um, the fact he got benched in that game has got to be worrying for him. But like, did he get benched or was he injured? They benched him. They one hundred percent benched him. If that game had been close, he wouldn't have come out of it. Okay. Because the guy that replaced him, PJ, whatever his name is, his, his surname Duncan or whatever. I don't know. PJ. And Did Duncan. he come out of the AFL or something? A DJ uh, XFL. XFL. Oh. That's the one. Sorry. Like, that, I'd never heard of the kid. I had to Google it. I was like, man. On that last drive where we, I think we stopped him on fourth down. On that last drive, he actually looked pretty good. Like he threw some absolute bullets in there. I thought. He, he you know, for that one, that one drive, he looks. Fairly decent, but then the rest of the, the rest of the game he was in. I think he at one point he was um, zero for seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's that last drive he sort of turned the heat up a bit when it's garbage time. And all he could do was throw the ball downfield. Um, but yeah, coming back what, to the, um, sorry. While we're quickly still on the Panthers game, um, we kind of skipped over Aziz game which is kind of mental because Aziz just had the game of his life and I'm hoping he'll have many more like it. Without but, doubt. Um, I was so impressed watching the kid. Um, he absolutely bullied Brady Christensen. Who, he's a rookie, granted, but, man, his wife must be checking the closet at night to make sure Aziz isn't in the closet. <laughs> like, man, he absolutely got bullied. But if you want, if you want like, I, I watched some of the um, some of the coaches' film back as well, the game, um, and... He just looked scary coming off the edge. This he looked is, like just, Osi. His hands, his quickness, he just looked so good. And the the pressure the pressure he got on Sam Darnold was was top notch. And I think the, the, the front three did a great job as well. Um, it, it was like watching Osi and Yara, man. Yeah. Do you know the biggest spirit of Osi is alive and it lives in that guy? My, my biggest concern with Aziz <laughs> is next year. Because I just feel like every player just regresses. 
Yeah, season two, mate. In the season, in that flash, like, you know, Jones flashed, Barkley flashed, Tony's flashing at the minute. And then they just sort of have a regressed second year. Barkley got injured, Jones regressed. Andrew Thomas is looking better. He seems to be the um, anomaly, but... Yeah, it's it's that traditional sort of sophomore slump, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they call it the second year, please, mate. Don't worry about it. It'll be back. (laughs) No, I... He's, you know, he's, he's... He's looked very, very impressive for, you know, the fact that we picked him up in the second round. He was touted, obviously, he was first-round talent. He's showing first-round talent at the moment. He's, he's our rookie of the year. So, talent, 100%. Huh? He, he was first-round talent. He just dropped because of a knee injury that he had that yeah. issues we've seen toy school. Exactly, which clearly hasn't surfaced itself yet. So, we, I think we picked him off for an absolute steal. It's just a shame we, uh, we've only got him for four years at the moment, not five. As long as we draft, draft an edge guy next year to go opposite him and... Or is it Cave on Thibodeau, isn't it? Yeah, we've got no chance of getting Thibodeau. Mate, well, if we if we uh, have a shocker this year and end up drafting ah. the top couple of picks, you never know. He, he, he's he's going to be the Mars Garrett. You reckon he's going to go number one? He should go number one. If a team doesn't take him at number one, they've got problems. QBs, well, QBs always go number one. Nah, mate. Not always depends on the depends on the QB class. There's no QB. It doesn't one overall pick. You reckon? I think by the end of the year there will be a team desperate enough to bounce up to one to get who they want. So who's sitting number one overall at the moment? Is it the Jets? Uh, is it the Jets? Detroit, isn't it? Oh, that's Lions, isn't it? They, yeah, they're zero seven. So they need a quarterback, but they also need edge and all. They've just obviously they've just swapped um for Jared Goff, haven't they? Gonna say they've got money invested in Goff now because they took him. He's gonna be on. Well, he's obviously they've, they've obviously the trade was done with LA, um, but the money the money's tied up in Jared Goff. So, are they going to be able to afford a number one overall pick on on a quarterback? Well, they're going to be well. For me, they, if you pass on Kevin Thibodeau, you're going to regret it. They they they'd be stupid to pass on him, I think. Because um, I actually did watch a little bit of college ball this weekend and I thought, Jesus Christ, here's this guy. <laughs> he had a bounce back game this week. He'd been injured. I think he'd come back and had some like three and a half sacks and yeah. a, a great yeah. game. Okay, this is crazy. This guy's good. But to be fair, he's a deep edge class. There's a couple of guys. So if you're picking in the top five to eight range, we can get that edge guy opposite his ease. Well, we'll come on to, to we'll come on to where we're picking in a minute um, in next year's draft. Um, but just sort of rounding up the uh, the Chiefs game this weekend. Um, as we said, defense is going to play a key part this weekend. Obviously, key players on the offensive side for Kansas City. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Tyreek Hill. Obviously, Travis Kelsey. We could go on. Um, it still is that juggernaut of an offense. But I think that like, I think you've made a very valid point, Andy, in saying they got a little bit cocky and maybe they thought. And they've got rid of some. They let players walk that made them a better all-round team. But I still think they've got the the quality to, you know, to put up forty or fifty points in a game for sure. Um, there were a number to watch as well on the Chiefs' offense, number sixty-five. I'm sorry. Sorry, Siri. Siri disagrees. Shush, Siri. Keep keeping an, keep an eye on number sixty-five for the Chiefs. Number sixty-five for the Chiefs. Any yeah. reason? 
that is the guy that me and Kev were absolutely in love with and we should have drafted and passed on him numerous times and he would have slotted in right where we need him. Fair enough. Oh, okay, yeah, Trey Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Just for anyone interested in numbers, uh, Jared Goff is costing the Lions 30 million a season on the cap for the next three years. Ouch. Yeah, there you go. So they ain't drafting a quarterback. So yeah, they're they yeah, I can I can see Thibodeau going number one overall if he carries on the way he's going. Definitely. Um predictions for this weekend then. Oh, the prediction. I hate predictions. So I see it one of two ways. If our defence turns up, we win the game. I think it'll be a close game, and I think it'll end up be yeah one score game, maybe in a field goal game in it twenty one, twenty one nine like twenty one eighteen, twenty one twenty, twenty one seventeen, something like that. If our defense doesn't show up, uh, I th- I think it could be a, a maybe a little bit of a pasting, um, maybe someone like you know I think Kansas City could put forty points up against us if our defense goes missing again. Um, it all depends on our defensive performance. I think um, I I I don't know which way we which way to go. I can't make a natural prediction. Um, well, so I'd love to I'd love to say our defense turns up and we win the game, and I'm hoping they do. But who knows? What my issue is that every time I say I'm gonna I'm I'm not backing the Giants to win until they prove me wrong, and then they prove me wrong. But then they see a Chiefs team that just lost twenty-seven to three. They got we we've just had a blowout win. They've just had a blowout loss. Exactly. Like potentially playing a bit of a wounded animal this week. That exactly. You know, look, you know, we we don't know much about the Chiefs, but we're asking questions. Is this the is this the end for the Chiefs, or you know, is the, the Chiefs sort of has everybody found them out? And I feel like to an extent, the Chiefs are probably going to want to have a bit. They're going to have that. Little bit of a chip on the shoulder potentially this week, and yeah. is this going to be a bounce back game for them? Is this going to yeah. be a statement game for them that says, "Yeah, yeah we don't forget about us." Yeah, it could go either way, man. It could go either way. That's why I can't, I, I can't predict this game either way. I'm going to give for Chiefs win. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> why am I not surprised, Andy? Uh, I reckon we'll get the same score we got when we were last at their place, this time in our favour, 31-7. Oh, you're going yeah. big win. You're going big win. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'm not I'm not, not picking because I want to sit on the fence. I'm not not picking I'm not picking a winner because I genuinely can't see which way this game's going to go. It, like I said, it comes down to defence. If ours turns up, I think we win the game. If ours doesn't turn up, I think we lose the game. It's as simple as that. Can you believe we're here after the Dallas game? Seriously, we're sat here discussing possibly beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Not just just after the Dallas game, but after the LA game as well. After those two games, (laughs) if you would have said in two weeks' time we could potentially have a chance of beating Kansas City in Arrowhead, I would have laughed and said, you're an absolute joke. To go level with them on record as well. Exactly. The weekend just got (laughs) everything. Um... And if and if we win if we win this weekend, two in a row going up against um, the Raiders at MetLife before we go into the bye week, that's an interesting game as well. No, Raiders beat us. I like the Raiders. I think they're doing great stuff. <sighs> Derek Carr is very underrated. Uh, they just got rid of their head coach. 
Mr. John Gruden. Have they lost since? I don't care. I don't I think hate... it's affected them whatsoever, has it? I hate the Raiders. I always have done. I just don't like the team. Yeah, but it's in Vegas now. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Then we're not playing in Vegas. We're playing in in in, in uh, no. East Rutherford. I think we could potentially beat the Raiders as well, but that's just me. That might be me being optimistic. I don't know. But yeah, they're, hey, they're don't obviously ruin the joke. Exactly. They're obviously they're obviously five and two at the moment, but we'll see if we win this weekend. If our defense plays well again, build a bit of momentum. Derek Carr ain't all that. I tell you what, I would rather face Kansas's offense than Vegas's right now. Well, yeah, me too, but we'll see. That um, says a lot when they've got Kelsey and they've got Hill, and they're both fully fit. Well, Hill's fully fit. Kelsey's got the knock on the arm, but appears to be fit. They're a bit banged up, but we've got Tyreek Hill. But we've got John Ross. He's our speedster. Nice. There we go. Um, before we open up the mailbag. Um, as uh, as Kevin Shane sort of um, unveiled last week, we are sort of going to run a, a, a theme each week um, because obviously during the off season we uh, we picked up Chicago's first round pick in the draft uh, for next year. Uh, so we are we have introduced uh, what we're now going to be calling um, Bears Watch, um, and obviously. <laughs> Last week it was uh, and the the Giants held number number five overall pick, and I think Bears were at sixteen or seventeen. Um, after the weekend's results just gone, the Giants currently hold the ninth overall pick in the first round next year, and Chicago currently hold the fifteenth overall pick in the draft next year. So closing the gap a little bit. It'd be nice to see uh, our pick coming a bit lower, a bit, a bit lower down, and uh, the, the Bears' pick going a bit higher up. Um, Chicago last week um, got absolutely destroyed by Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this week they play. Just check him. Forty Niners. San Francisco, yes. Uh, so that could that could go either way. I can see the Niners winning that. Hopefully the Niners win that. Um, yeah, so currently we sit at number nine, and um, Chicago sit at number fifteen. Two mid-round, well, early to mid-first round draft picks. I'd be happy with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, some very good draft players. You can oil up with that as well. Yeah, I'd be more than happy with you know the fact we're six apart. We could even. I mean, I don't, I don't dare suggest it, but we could even sort of maybe take take the best available at nine, and then maybe move down a few with fifteen and pick up some more capital. Who knows? Who knows? We trade a Dave anymore? That's if he's still there. Uh, it'll be Abraham's by then. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Uh, just, just while we're on the Bears, though, can I just give Justin Fields a uh, bit of a shout out for what was a very special performance for my fantasy team. I was playing with the Bucks defense, and to throw that many interceptions and fumble the ball twice—like magnificent, great work, big fan of what he did. Have you seen the picture of him in tears on the sideline? I, I got twenty-one points off the defense. I—I I don't care if he's crying. I'll buy him a beer. Thanks Fair a lot, play. mate. He was—he was actually in tears on the sideline. Bless him. And uh, and you got rid of Mitchell Trubisky for that. Still the right choice. 
it's gone Walt Disney, hasn't it? What, getting rid of Mitch Trubisky for that? Are you sure? I don't, um, don't know I yet. Don't know. Jury's out. It's obviously early days. It's, it's early days. It's early days for him. But he looks as good as Sam Darnold looking his rookie season. I'll tell you what, though, for such a um, a highly touted quarterback class, not many quarterbacks. There's only really Mac Jones, in all fairness, that's doing any good. Yeah, I mean, I never expected Trevor Lawrence to, to work wonders at Jacksonville, and he's not done anything. I mean, the win against uh, against Dolph- the Dolphins in London was a show glimpses of the game. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, and I was going to say he's got some arm on him. Like I was really impressed with his arm in London. Yeah, he's got yeah. A, he's got a bit of a gun on him, hasn't he? Um, for them to come back and win the game in the way they did, obviously credit to the um, the Jags offense for that. Um, but yeah, he's not been anything to shout home about. Uh, Justin Fields again, been pretty been pretty poor really. Um, no, yeah, Mac Jones has has, has played. He's, he's been a bit under the radar. I think he's gone a little bit under the radar in comparison. He's been the best of the quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he's on he's on a team, he's being coached by Bill Belichick, so do you really expect anything else? Fear works. True, true. <laughs> uh, and that rounds up Bears Watch for this week. Um, so coming, coming next week, again, we'll look at where we sit in regards to draft picks. Uh, moving on, finishing off with our mailbag as usual to wrap up um thanks for sending in your questions um we have just one this week from lewis hollingsworth thanks lewis for your question lewis asks us um he loved the section on draft prospects last week shane um missed that shame (laughs) question from from the last draft um what a job we did in the second round with aziz yeah we already said that what a great steal he was um what are your thoughts on other edge players drafted above him? And also a second question, um, Barkley long-term plan, let's discuss. So first question, the edge players taken above Aziz Ozilari, um, what are your thoughts on them so far this season? Um, I don't think they've really done much. The only one who I was really high on was Jalen Phillips, um, who's just got the one and a half sack. Um, I know Quitty Pay was taken before him as well, because I think he went the pick after the Giants took Tony. He went to Indy, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's not got any sacks, but he's got the one fumble recovery. Um, and off the top of my head, I can't think what other edge guys went prior. Um, but I had Jalen Phillips as my number one on the on my board last year. Um, and I do think he's a very, very good player. He, there was just the injury questions. Um, but like we discussed earlier, Aziz, all that along for me, was a, was a first-round talent. Um, teams for whatever reason didn't like an ACL that he tore like was it four years ago or something prior well that's that that was their loss and we managed to to seize upon it and you know like I said if we can get a, a great edge player um, to go opposite him this year a Thibodeau or a Hutchinson etc I think you know it could be a dream team tandem then too could well be. Um, sorry, I'm just looking just looking at the list of edge players taken before Ojolari. I'm just trying to find out. Yeah, Jaden Phillips, meh. He's been okay. Like you said, Quitty Pay as well has been okay. Um, oh, Gregory Rousseau went before him as well to the... Yes, he Bulls. did. Was it the Bills he went to? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Buffalo. He went number 30. Um Peyton Turner went to the Saints at 28. That was a reach all day long. Yeah, a little bit. Um, 
your boy Jason Owe went to uh, the Ravens at 31. Yeah, he's meant to be looking pretty good at the minute as well. Joe Tryon went to Tampa Bay at 32. But I think out of the lot of them, all those guys that went in the first round, I think Ojolari's quite clearly had a better season so far. Yeah, I mean, Owe's got three sacks, two forced fumbles and one formal recovery. So he's, he's done well. He's, he's having a good season. Yeah. But I think I think from our perspective, obviously, we're going to be a bit biased. But Aziz is balling out so far. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for any any edge guy in their rookie year, I personally think anything over five to six sacks is stellar. You know, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, definitely. He got absolutely robbed as well because he only got half a sack for that one um, against Carolina. They gave the other half of that sack to uh, Leo Williams. Leo, yeah, yes. Yeah, that was his all day. It's the tackle. It was never never a half sack each, was it? No, he literally, he missed the tackle and then Aziz came in and went, yeah, not today. Bang. That's not just a full tackle. That's an incredible tackle. Fair play to the kids. I don't don't know how the league awarded them half a sack each for that, but that's not down to me. Um, And... Uh, um, long-term Saquon Barkley plan. Get him fit. <laughs> yeah, get him fit. I, I don't want to go into Barkley too much just yet because I think it's something that's probably going to need a good sort of 30, 40 minute conversation over in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, get getting him fit, get him on the field. Maybe we'll say that, save that for the bye week coming up. Potentially. Yeah. Wish him all the best for his future endeavours. With the New York football giants. <laughs> the thing is, like, just very quickly, briefly, because the guy asked the question, I think he's going to sign a very short-term deal, prove it, with someone. It could well be us. But we have absolutely wasted and killed that kid. So if he wants to go elsewhere and play for a football team that is more developed and more ready for a running back of his talent, I genuinely wish the kid all the best because he's absolutely killed himself for this franchise. Just a quick question for you, Andy. Just going back to Jason Garrett earlier. Do you think we've used yeah. Barkley in the way we should when he has been fit? Mainly this year, you've got to refer to. I think it was getting there. Um, obviously, first couple of games, you had to slowly bring him in. I respected the fact he didn't just throw him out there full pace. Uh, probably similar to what we did last year, because last year we did go full pace with him and he lasted two games. This year, a bit of a slow one. Then he had the really good game, I want to say, against the Saints. I think it was the Saints. Um, and then he's got an absolute freak injury in Dallas where he's been rolled up on. It's not a conditioning injury. It's just a freak accident similar to what happened to Dak last year. Thankfully, not as serious. Um, I think we were getting there. And it's like we said earlier about the trick play and all the rest of it with Jason Garrett. That play was 100% not for Pettis. That was for KT. And the fact he still had let's just face it, the balls to run that play without KT on the field. I kind of respect that because a lot of offensive coordinators would have hidden from it. But yeah, with Saquon, I think I think you were kind of getting there. But it's hard yeah. to say. I think I think slowly but surely, yeah, we, we all sort of, we spoke during the off-season about Barkley being reintroduced and we, we kind of knew it would be a bit of a slow burn. Um, be a sort of long term, maybe sort of mid season. Once we saw him at his full potential, um, and obviously this injury sort of put that on the back burner a bit and slowed him down. But 
the problem is, I was just going to say, when when's our bye week? Is it week ten? Um, so we're in week eight now. Yeah, week ten. Yeah. So the, the problem you've got is, so let's say Barkley doesn't come back until after the bye. That's then week eleven. If you then slowly ease him back into it again, it could be like week fifteen by the time week sixteen yeah. by the time. We've only, got, we've only got seven games left after the bye, so we can't really easing back in again he's kind of got to go yeah. in full tilt or nothing at all and you think coming out of bye we've got Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay on Monday night football I think he'll be active on Sunday if I'm honest he ran onto the training field earlier the video I saw he looked like he ran so. quite well as well I did. I he might not get the full workload but I expect him to be active yeah the latest I heard was that him and Tony are pretty much like for like in regards to when they're going to be due back. And I think Tony ate a couple of weeks at least. As I said, the worst part in that situation, I guess, is that I'm more itching to get Tony back than I am Saquon. I'm more excited by what Tony can do, which kind of sucks. But I'm 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 still I'm still excited at what Barkley can do when he's fully fit. Cause you think you think in his rookie year, you think of how ridiculous how ridiculously good he looked and he was and that's why I think we put so much hope for him in him on the f- for the future and obviously it's gone a bit south obviously last year was a complete writer for him um, which was disappointing because the first game in a bit last year he looked good um, but I, I, I still do hope I still do have some hope in Saquon that he, he can reproduce what he did in his rookie year you know Um but yeah, obviously, come, just, just incidentally as well, coming out of the bye, obviously we've got Tampa Bay. The next six games after that, we play Philly twice. We play Washington, we play Dallas once each. The other games we've got Miami, who are currently sitting at 1-6. and six. The LA Chargers, who are currently sitting at 4-2. and two. And the Chicago Bears, who are currently sitting at 3-4. and four. So we've got some winnable games coming up as well. Against some teams that are pretty weak, offensively and defensively. So... Maybe it'll be a good time to bring Saquon back and see what he can really do. That Miami game is going to be interesting if they go and get Watson this week, like they claim they're going to. Yeah, it's in Miami as well. It's in the heat. Yeah, this is our week 17 game. Yeah, it's beginning of December, obviously, which in traditionally in New York, it's starting to get a bit cold. And then going down into the heat to Miami, it's going to be a big adjustment for him. Sounds like the perfect time to get or like, all the offense together and go for a boat ride, right? No, <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Lewis, we will discuss Saquon Barkley at more length, um, like we said, probably during the bye week. Um, but hopefully, we answered your question on the first one about the edge guys. Um, and as usual, thanks for sending in your question, mate. It really is appreciated. Um, keep them coming in. Keep keep your questions coming in. Keep your feedback coming in. Keep your um, interaction with us coming in as well. Um, I do want to just shout out to one person though, um, Anthony Williams. Uh, thanks for tweeting us earlier this week, buddy. Um, he he tweeted us earlier this week saying that he listened to every single episode we've recorded in the space of three days. Better than I did then. Um, absolutely. <laughs> fair play to you, mate. Thank you very much for listening to us for that amount of time in the space of three days. You, pro- I mean... Judging by the amount of time we ramble on for sometimes, I'm surprised those 72 hours weren't literally 72 hours of listening to the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Um, did you actually get any sleep in those three days? 
Who knows? Um, but yeah, fair play. Or he was asleep, so it's all marked as yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely fair play to you, mate. And thank you for listening. Um, thanks for getting in touch with us as well. We hope you've enjoyed this episode so far. Um, I mean, it's nearly come to an end anyway, but we hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope we haven't waffled on too much and bored you to sleep. Um, we're glad you're loving the podcast as well. And we really appreciate every single one of our listeners. Um, so keep tuning in. Is this um, the part where I get to ask a question then? Where you get to ask a question? Yeah, you might edit this out, but it could be. And, and Andy, you're becoming you're you're becoming part of the furniture, mate. So you can ask whatever question you want. Bit younger, depends okay. what you're going to ask. <laughs> kind of. Well, given it's a question to both of you, to be honest, uh, given how you feel about Jason Garrett and all the rest of it, like you come across a car that's on fire inside Jason Garrett and a dog, you can only save one of them. What would you call your new dog? Jason. <laughs> oh, that's dark. So you'll probably edit that out, but uh... <laughs> nah, mate, it's all good. That's staying in. I like the question. Oh God, yeah. Come on, little Jason. Jason. Oh my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> ah, Jason, stop chewing up the playbook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> was that genuine? Was that genuinely your question? Yeah, that was the question. Right? Oh, I thought it was going to be like some serious question. <laughs> yeah. Last okay. time I did that, I asked about the Guinness factory, and Kev's not here to tell him that it actually went really well. And I think Guinness tastes like coffee. Like, <laughs> you never, have you never tried Guinness before? No, I hadn't. First one I had was literally at the top of the Guinness factory. And I will say one thing: doing the museum uh, tour and all the rest of it. Fair play. That's a great place to have your first Guinness, admittedly. My God, they don't half drag out what it takes to make beer. Like, <laughs> I will stop you there. It's not beer. Okay, well, giraffe or whatever they want to call it, like doubt, doubt. Okay, well, if I'd listened on the tour, I might have got that, but I didn't. Exactly, listen. It it just seemed like a room full of like wheat and hops and a waterfall that was actually quite nice, but kind of made me need the toilet. Farewell. Well, at least you enjoyed your time in the Emerald Isle. And we do miss Kev on this programme. You know, shout out to all those listeners that are in Ireland. You know, we may be 100% British this week, but, you know, we love our Irish friends as well. Um, I did have good fun out there. Yeah, cool. Um, That's all we've got time for, though, this week, Giants fans. I know it's sad to say, but um, we will be back next week to recap Monday Night Football. I'm looking forward to Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. Um, Plus, look ahead to the last game before we head into our bye week at home to the Las Vegas Raiders, as we already previously alluded to. Um, So get your questions in and messages in to us at BigBlueUKIRL on Twitter. Uh, We do appreciate every single message that we get. Um, anything to add before we go, gents? Uh, no, just, just for me, um, everyone who listens, like much appreciated. Thank you. Um, the one thing we've not mentioned for ages, it feels like, is if you do follow us, can you just rate, subscribe, give us reviews, etc.? Um, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, and then also thank you to Andy once again for stepping in for about probably the third or fourth time this season. <laughs> I like it here. I have great fun. At least, at least he's jealous. He admitted that he admitted when I when we, I was chatting to him in London that he was jealous and he regrets not actually going ahead and doing this full time. Don't you, Andy? The, the thing is, though, this needed to be you guys. Like, unfortunately, like I'm in a very privileged position with the UK Giants. It always seems to be me at the front of it all, and I don't want it to be. It's all. Oh, it's all about Andy because it's not. It's about the community, and everyone is literally welcome in the UK Giants community. Um, it's it's all it's always a pleasure having you, mate. Because uh, let's face it, you bring another dimension to this. That um, you know, you bring another opinion to it as well. So it's it's always appreciated. 
Um, I like to do my research and act professional, unless I'm asking like dodgy jokes about dogs and car fires. But well, I wouldn't say that's professional, but never mind. Um, but no, no, obviously, yeah, you've sort of become part of the furniture now, so yeah, it's always good to have you back on. Um, yeah, and please, yeah, please give us, you know, if you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you're listening to us on, um, you know, give us a give us a rating on there. Five stars would be much appreciated. Um, leave us a review as well because you know we do read them and we do appreciate them so you know please help us out um we we do this for the love of it we don't do it to to have hundreds of thousands of listeners each week we do it because it's fun and we enjoy talking to each other about all things giants and we like the fact that you guys enjoy you listeners enjoy listen to what listening to us talk about the giants so you know it it's 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 a it's a, a absolute privilege to do this every week um, as always it has been a pleasure to have you on Andy as I said thank you very much uh, and Shane my thanks as usual go to you um, and to the listeners for tuning in we are signing off until next time Go Giants, Go Giants.